0: save
1: it for the podcast
2: (laughs) well we're in the podcast welcome oh we're (laughs) already (laughs) going we're already going we're doing official intro (laughs)
1: they're the primary podcast now (laughs) I mean we're the only podcast at this point in time we're in the podcast nearly took over episodes probably yeah
2: wait how many episodes have you guys done now 80 Oh, We're not that far off then no, now. No,
0: we, we were close to the magic hundred. I think. Well, oh, we're okay. We're cr- it's far back away. on Monday after Spider
2: Man. Oh, it bloody is right. And
1: then we'll have to do like a Christmas New Year quiz.
2: Oh yes, as this, as is tradition. Welcome back, everybody, to Get Real Gaming. It's the show where we get real talking about the latest and greatest in video game news what? reviews and releases. I'm Richard, and with me this week is not Lawrence, because he is moving currently. PC
1: Master Ace, PC, Master Ace, PC We have
2: Master honorary Ace. Lawrence. Uh, <laughs> we have two very honorary Lawrences today. I'm Lawrence. I am Lawrence. <laughs> of course, this is Lawrence. Welcome
1: back to our podcast, Lawrence. Get real, get, get Lawrence. Get real, Lawrence.
2: Get Lawrence. Get Lawrence. <laughs> yeah, where is
0: Lawrence?
2: The official Lawrence cast of the Lawrence cast of the Lawrence yes. Lord of the Lawrences. The Lawrence cast. Um, I'm here with Lawrence and Lawrence from Get Real, uh, the the official podcast for all things Lawrence, and Lawrence dudes <laughs> and are, Lawrence we culture. We are
1: Lawrence historians. We know every facet of his being. Yes. Final Fantasy. Oh, yeah. yeah. PC Master Race. Yes. Uh, Order of the Rings Online. Oh, I guess so, yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy fifteen. Fourteen. Fourteen, no. sorry. fifteen was not, not online. Not online. <laughs> fifteen yeah. was the one that I Got for Christmas and never played. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> I've got a go. steel
0: book with the movie.
2: <laughs> <laughs> steel seal <laughs> to the, to this day. No, yeah, we well, so took the wrapping off. You took the wrapping off. Yeah, so this is uh, Sam and Chris of the Get Real Podcast. Oh, Chris and Sam. Or oh, Chris and oh, Sam. Or Lawrence and Lawrence. I'm uh, Lawrence, just going by Lawrence now. Lawrence. Okay, Lawrence. <laughs> right, so... Uh, they're stepping in today, and uh, excitingly, you guys—if you listen to the show—you you hear you hear us say Chris, uh, Chris, and Sam quite often. So you, these are these are these people. We're back, bitches! Uh, but today's a very exciting episode. It's because gonna be carnage because we're it, back. It is, yeah. That was the last episode we recorded. <laughs> <laughs> the
1: last... <laughs> let there be carnage, like two months
2: <laughs> ago. Literally, let there be carnage. Episode ninety-five of the Get Real podcast. Was that the, and was that the last movie? That wasn't the last movie you saw, though. Absolutely not. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> we were really excited to talk about Dune, and then we just didn't
0: talk about Dune. Oh my god! Yeah, we haven't talked about Dune.
2: I know. You don't have to do catch up. Episode.
0: We went and s- we've seen stuff, but we've not. Not, I've watched all sorts since we've
2: last recorded.
1: What else did we watch? We went to the cinema a couple of times, didn't we? Yeah. I watched Eternals.
0: Eternals. It's, Yeah. Eternals. Oh, you watched it. I haven't seen the
2: Turtles. <laughs> you guys saw it, Turtles. Uh, was it eternally good or? I thought
0: it was pretty good. Eternally. Standard. So this show is now your show again. Yes. Uh, you, Welcome you guys, to the Get Real Podcast. We can have the other mics. It, yeah. <laughs> oh, here we go, right. So right, Chris. Here we go. That's, okay. uh, right, so, so we're here to interview Richard about games. Oh, right, Richard. What have you been watching? Uh,
1: nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Not even Arcane.
2: have okay. watching okay. Oh,
1: he's been watching a Marvel show.
2: He's been watching yeah, a Marvel it's show. Relevant. I haven't watched Arcane yet, actually. So Lawrence has watched Arcane and yeah, now he's, he's playing League of He's Legends playing now. League now when we all play Dota. Wait, wait, wait. Lawrence <laughs>
0: is playing League. Because he watched the show and he liked the show so much. But he won't play Dota. No. This is a big problem.
1: Do you know why? Because League is closer to having anime <laughs> I'll say it now.
2: All right, well, I'll just put a marker in here. <laughs> <laughs> just in case you want to do that Anyway, so. Um, I am the new Lawrence. So, yeah, exactly, markers yeah, in. Yeah. so, this episode is exciting because we're talking about the Game Awards, the official biggest Game Awards night of the year, and also Halo Infinite's campaign, which I've completed, but you two haven't yet. So, we won't do spoilers oh, no. today. It's a spoiler free Halo Infinite campaign review. You slash. can
1: talk spoilers as in further
2: gameplay, but.
1: Leave the story beats out.
2: Yeah, yeah yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. So we won't do that. So let's go first into the game awards and also other news, because there are a couple of bits of other news. Um
1: I did not see any of the winners. I just watched the trailers.
2: You just watched the trailer. Well actually, you know what, you know what we should do actually? We should talk about what you've been playing this week other than Halo, potentially. Have you played anything else other than Halo this week? Nope.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well I'll just take that microphone. Yeah. Up. Um well I bit well other than Halo. Other
2: than Halo, because we all know we've all been playing Halo this week.
0: Oh uh, I feel like I downloaded a lot of stuff, but I don't know whether I've played much. You um played Mario Kart. Yes, oh, I've been, I got this a switch. I got a switch. There you go. I bought a switch.
2: <laughs> you bought a bloody switch.
0: Oh. Bought a switch. So yeah, I, I saw a deal on the switch that was just like too good to let up um mm-hmm. and yeah i've been playing mario kart 8 yes which is uh very fun it's fun yeah it's, it's good yeah i've hardly played the switch in handheld because mm. to be honest mario kart we're playing on the tv anyway
2: so when you two play on the tv are you playing both one Joy-Con each
0: yeah yeah yeah. that's how we're doing it for at the now minute. yeah but yeah. um i watched um her play mario kart on the tv just with the the controller yeah and it it looks like really it looks way better like it's mm. yeah yeah when yeah i've
1: I'm not the biggest fan of the
0: vertical split
1: screen on it. It makes like really tight corners difficult. Also, Mm. when you're playing with just one Joy-Con, I get real bad hand cramps. So we bought an extra set of Joy-Cons, but it's like it's still pricey for another set of Joy-Cons at the moment. Considering they have such bad stick drift and they die after a year, they're still mad expensive.
2: There isn't a cheap way in. I think the only way to get like a really cheap, uh, Switch S controllers getting like one of those A Power knockoff pro controllers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But other than that, the official stuff is all like I think sixty-five pounds for a Joy-Con, and it's still like fifty or something or sixty for yeah. a pro controller. To be
0: fair, my first experience playing Mario Kart on the Switch was with just the Joy-Con anyway, so I don't, I don't. Uh, yeah to me that was just the the thing. Yeah. It's yeah like yeah. Well, that, well that's all you've had, you know. Oh, you
2: know what? This this reminds me. This do you remember when we went to the Switch yeah, thing yeah and we this is what you were referring yeah, to, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, we we what did we play? We, we played, played we 1 played, 2 Switch where we yeah. built a cow and shot each other yeah. with the sh- with the thing. That game died. That was that was before the Switch. That was before the Switch.
0: Yeah. Did you did, did Chris, No, no, Kristen go. I was there week yeah. Zombie <laughs> oh, U. Okay. Back in the day. <laughs> right, no, so Chris yeah. went to the Wii U one. No, we milked a cow. And then the, we went to Lawrence the Nintendo Switch then? show up. We didn't
2: go just us two.
0: It was me yeah, and you. Yeah, it was just me and you. Really? Yeah, it was just me and you. That I went. just
2: magicked Chris was there we, we, just played, we played Splatoon. <laughs> we, we, we
0: played Splatoon. Yes, we played Splatoon. And then
2: we, before Mario we Cup. went, we sat and played uh, Breath of the Wild. We did, we did. We played the demo of the Breath of the Wild thing. So anyway, yeah, so now you finally... Sorry? Switch. Did, you some wild? did we breathe some wow? We did, yes. Chris. Yeah, I've just realized that Chris doesn't have a mic, ah! so this is oh, going to yeah. be very Sorry. Sorry. difficult to talk okay. between us.
0: Poor microphone management. From yes,
2: here. it's going uh, to be fun for, for all late. the family. So, yes, you now have a Switch. Are you looking for any games in particular next? Uh, or are you just happy with Mario Kart? I'm happy
0: more? with Mario Kart, because for me, it, that's downstairs, so that's like the social... The social thing. It is
2: good to have a social Yeah, thing anyway. I think I
0: might pick up... um I'm going to pick up
2: a Pokemon, because
0: it's been a while. Uh-huh. Um, one of the new Brilliant Diamond or Brilliant
2: mm, Pearl, whatever it is. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Uh, and then um, maybe pick up a Zelda, because I've never really got into it, so now I've got something that I can run it on. Yeah. Probably, ever. yeah.
1: If only... They did a Zelda collection for the anniversary.
2: Oh, if only they did that. They didn't. They haven't yet done it. We've had more news about yeah. that today, but still no... You
1: can run the emulator of Ocarina of Time and it'll be dog shit.
2: Oh, but yeah.
0: Switch games, I was, I was shocked at how expensive Switch games actually are. Like, I was talking to you guys before that I saw Pokemon for like £39.99. Well, £39.99. Yeah. Um, which normally, like, whenever I'm looking at a Switch game, it's like £52. Yes. So it's like not cheap. No. It's cheaper to go get a, a PC. It's, it's the same price as getting an Xbox One, Series X game, whatever, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, like a like full... Vanguard's like, what, 55 quid? If you go yeah. buy 59 quid. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's <laughs> dog shit. It's, my dad wants it, but I wants it for Christmas. So I was Great. like... The price point is yeah. dog shit. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, um, yeah. no, so yeah, it's uh, it's good. Uh, I've, I've downloaded Necromunda Hired Gun yet, but I've not played it because I finally got that sorted out with the... Uh, with with steam in yeah, the end
2: yeah you are new to the pc gaming space in that regard and I the am, experiences yeah. are not not new because you've been playing obviously you've been playing on steam forever but yeah just to have a pc and that it's now more open than ever every game is available now but halo infinite is the first proper
0: game that i've played on pc like right right religiously yeah yeah. yeah. you know i played what dota yeah when i first got it yeah um but halo is like the first game that i've had that i've really done it is a completely different experience on pc it's way smoother way better Mm. you you just you just see the difference let
1: me tell you a little something about
0: playing halo on an xbox (laughs) one first generation (laughs) right (laughs) Can, can i ask you what's worse your experience playing cyberpunk All your experience playing Halo... When you have a bad time playing Halo, oh,
2: this is an interesting
0: one.
1: It's still definitely Cyberpunk. (laughs) (laughs) Halo still works; it's just not optimal. No, no, no. I will often join a server, and the server latency is shocking. But that's not just an issue with the Xbox. Like, it it works pretty well. It's just the load times. Like, you guys are back in the menu. Like, Chris dropped us into another game. I was like, yeah, just hold on two seconds. (laughs) I've still got a loading screen. I think the loading time. You guys are loading into the second game before I even get back to the menus most of the time.
2: Yeah, that's true. I think the loading times and frame rates probably the biggest things you will struggle with. The
1: frame rate, especially, like because it's pretty much capped at thirty, isn't it? So, like sometimes (laughs) if I'm on crossplay with you guys in ranked and somebody's got a sniper against me, I've got not Mm. got hope in hell. No,
2: it's up to thirty. So, I mean, they do dynamic resolution as well. I think so. I wonder what the lowest. Resolution you've seen at this point that you're not quite sure. It, it doesn't
1: tell me on my stats, but I bet it's low. It yeah. still looks better than Cold War did, though. Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. Uh, and then the last thing that I remember playing, okay, uh, we're taking way too long on this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I played like 30 minutes of the Guardians of the Galaxy game. Ooh. Oh, wait, very really? pretty good. Oh, yeah, right. It's pretty good because you, you, so
2: you got the Guardians of the Galaxy that won an award, yeah, this which we'll talk about. I here. understand why
1: it's pretty good. I'm really excited to play that. Um, There's been loads of new stuff dropping on Game Pass, which I've been downloading... Not a chance to play yet. But yeah. the Christmas holidays are coming
2: up. That's my time. Yeah, Game Pass is just like the Netflix of of <laughs> games. And you can there's so much. Get it choice. on a poster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get real
1: gaming. Xbox Game Pass is just the Netflix of gaming.
2: <laughs> but yeah, you would have so much choice. You'll never get to it all. Yeah, yeah.
1: I am genuinely excited. I've been watching a lot of Dota this week as well though. I've been watching a lot of competitive Halo. i been okay. catching up on that stuff. Yeah. My boy Formal. Yeah. He's have you seen it? He's signed that- on to Sentinels now. Oh, really? One of the Sentinels players got um, banned for ha- cheating. Oh. He was geo-filtering to... He was technically getting on a worse server, uh. but it was so that it was easier for his team to scrim and stuff like that. So it's <sighs> this whole controversy that's going on. That's but awful. he's got suspended until, we think, end of January. Yeah? So there was a spot open on Sentinels going into the first big, big tournament yeah. for Halo Infinite. Yeah. So formal he used to be a Halo Pro came over to Call of Duty that's where we've been watching him the past couple of years on OpTic now he's back over he's probably going to meet OpTic in one of the later rounds which he's still technically under the OpTic organisation at the same time that's what
2: I'm trying to piece together in my head he's OpTic formal but he's playing for the Sentinels he's played
1: on five teams in like Well, been a member of five organizations in the last three weeks. Because he was on OpTic. OpTic and Envy merged. So he was OpTic and Envy. He was then playing for FaZe on Halo. Then he moved to Space Station Gaming on Halo. And now he's part
2: of Sentinels. Do you think he has to buy all the skins?
1: (laughs) He's got them all. He's got got them all. all. Every time he jumps on to scrim with a different team, he's wearing their skin. He's
2: literally gone for hire at this point.
1: Literally. But Halo Infinite esports is already hype, so... Yeah.
2: The thing with esports with Halo Infinite, and because you know, you were just mentioning earlier about the server problems with multiplayer. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like, even though, yeah, I have bad internet as well, but, uh, and bad servers especially, my internet has been good, very good in some times when I've been playing and I've still been feeling like the servers aren't, as fast as they could be
1: people have recorded it's a known issue with the service. like because i can have like 20 millisecond ping which is pretty good yeah. you know playing yeah. wirelessly and stuff like that yeah, yeah i'm not etherneted in or anything i've got 20 millisecond ping pinging yeah. somewhere in europe probably yeah yeah and it's just working really really well but then i'll just join into another lobby and we've all said it you can feel a delay on your hit scan weapons and hit scan shouldn't have any delay yeah and they have people have done side by sides, like recorded what the server's seen and recording what they're getting fed back from the server. Mm. And it's mad delays. That's why sometimes you'll get shot when you're around the corner and yeah, stuff. Yeah, a corner. Yeah, yeah. That is shocking, but on esports like they're playing on like 60 hertz servers when they're playing in tournaments and stuff like that and then this upcoming tournament is all going to be online so, so it's fine for them mm. unfortunately us was ranked scrimming it in ranked, scrim, in ranked are suffering a bit
2: yeah last thing about multiplayer before we get into some news is uh that they have just done a playlist update on halo infinite so yes. today we've got SWAT, fiesta uh the events back right I don't know if the event itself is back, but I know that the That's game not mode's back. That's until
0: January. Oh, okay. They so they just the 10Y Factory back.
2: event's not back. But, they, but they're adding new playlists, and I've not seen the shop yet, but I believe they might. it's possible they might also be looking into that.
1: Okay, if you want to talk about this, because this is a pretty big news thing as well. Okay. I did some research. We'll, we'll
2: go into the news. Uh,
1: well, First piece Right of the news. into the news. Yes. So like you've been saying, Halo's had like a big issue with monetization and stuff yeah. like that, and their merchandising scheme and stuff like that actually appeared on 343's website i think yesterday they are searching for a merchandising or monetization consultant or something they're hiring someone and they're probably gonna that has people thinking that they're leading to change their entire monetary system yeah so changing the shop not having to grind just to get a simple red skin or something or having to pay for it Um, trying to add some sort of customization into the game that you can just unlock through hard work instead of having to pay for everything because you literally have to pay for anything other than default skin. Mm -hmm. So it it is good. That's appeared on the website. So they are definitely looking
0: into it and they have said themselves are looking into it. So yeah, And that kind of leads on nicely to just quickly chat about how the progression feels now because we're like a couple of weeks in. Well what feels like a couple of weeks in because the multiplayer's been live for a bit. Mm. But the progression feels like it's maybe found where it needs to be now. Like especially when you're getting double like I've noticed that when I get a double XP token and I play the game for the first time in the day, like I can get myself back to the point when that double XP token's finished, I get another one. Which is nice because you're constantly kind of in that cycle if you're kind of min maxing it. But I feel like it's not it's at a nice point now where you can go on, get a few levels, get four or five levels maybe in a in a session. Uh which is about right for how long that battle pass is is, is got until the next one comes out, whatever. It's
2: a long time till the next one. It's seven fair.
0: months. We were talking yeah. about
1: this the other night. It's seven months till the next thing. Oh we're yeah. already halfway through it. Oh yeah. yeah, you'll
0: you'll you'll smash it easy now.
1: Yeah. It's yeah, way better. yeah. It just means then we've got like
0: five months with nothing to do on the game well people moaned about not wanting not being able to get through it fast enough yeah it's true you know we people
2: moaned i think i'm not sure if it was like for me like based on what you're saying for me to make it kind of more in line with what people are asking for really i think is to be rewarded for a few other things other than just like these knockoff challenges where you have to like go and get kills with this gun or kill someone by hitting someone with the oddball like if you were getting xp for actually like winning the game like if your team won you got an xp boost if it made a difference if that yeah if you winning or losing made a difference in the game to your xp i think people would be much more inclined to like actually play the game better which is a complaint people have as well which is that people are just getting into lobbies they're not able mm. to do the challenge they're doing so they just leave and then you get bots or, things like that what they could do is they should
0: just introduce an XP reward system for ranked mm. depending on where you, where you okay. are or if you progress into the next yeah. tier of ranked or whatever you are if you play ranked games maybe that is a good way of re- rewarding XP because yeah, for me like playing ranked has always felt a little bit like and i always say it but i'm like what's the point in doing this the only thing i'm the only per, the only time someone's gonna see my rank is if they go onto my profile to look at it yeah and i look at it and i don't get anything from it you know mm. what i mean it's a it's an mmr thing and whatever but for me that would make ranked a lot more competitive for me anyway
1: yeah and it it's it's sort of a mindset thing that with ranked it's one in to grind and one in the more competitive games because like your mindset is you just want to play some games of halo you don't mind if you go in a lobby and you absolutely stomp them in quick play or Mm. you get stomped in return whereas the whole point of ranked is it's meant to be a struggle you're meant to be fighting against people the same level as you and stuff like that but like you're saying if they put in that system they've got the ranked system is really good like it's better than most of the competitive ranking systems in most games at the moment but there is still a big flaw in it we noticed it the other day i'm teaming with like you and Richard and stuff like that. I got placed way below you guys, um, considering I was getting the same score as you in every game. You you placed play in platinum, Sam. Um, Richard got high gold. Yeah, you, to high start gold. With. I got literally gold one. They've come out and they've revealed stats today nobody is really below gold one. People can join Disconnect from all the placement games and still get gold one. Wow. So I placed the lowest of the was on like day one of the game coming out. and we had no smashed reason it. for it. Uh, yeah, we exactly. So I'm it. grinding my way out. But you get more MMR based on your performances and stuff like that. So I'm playing with platinum players with you guys. I'm in gold and we're smashing them and I'm yeah. getting like more than double their score. And some games I'm earning no MMR Nothing. because it looks like I'm not doing as well on our team, even though I'm playing the objective and stuff like that. Doesn't make sense, but that's fair enough. But it also means that, like, the way it's rewarding players at the moment, you could go into a game, lose, but if you just don't focus on the objective and just slay, 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 you'll gain MMR. So that's broken in itself, anyway. Yeah. So if they then had XP rewards for you doing stuff like that in ranked yeah. and gaining up the ranks, like, there's nobody in bronze, silver, or anything like that. They've got like the highest population of people are in Diamond and nearly in Onyx. Yeah. So it's like Onyx is the top five percent of players. Yeah. But that's like hundreds of thousands of players instead yeah. of like just like a thousand players or something. It the ranking system is kind of all over the place at the moment. It's still trying to settle. So if they start adding like big reward games for getting to this point, then that's gonna raise a different issue. Yeah. This has just turned into a full review has, of really. Halo yeah. play. Yeah, but this isn't
2: the you know, news. <laughs> that's fine.
0: Speaking of news, okay, game awards.
2: Yeah, so we have some game awards news. We had some, um, some, some awards were given out. You could say, but and that's not really
0: why people watch the game awards,
2: no, is it? No, uh, I, no, it's true. It's the announcements. It's the hype. It's the trailers.
0: Some pretty big stuff comes yeah. out of the game awards now, right? Like more stuff came out of the game awards this year than what e, it did it out of E three. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's, it's become, you know, such a, I mean, there are more than one game award throughout the year. And this one is quite clearly, you know, the Oscars of game awards in in the gaming industry. So um, I think the the biggest award, obviously, Game of the Year, um, It Takes Two, now has the honorary title of being able to release their own Game of the Year edition as the winner of said award.
1: I was quite surprised by that, that that actually won the biggest title. But I am kind of glad because it's a really interesting game and it's not just like, what's the biggest, most popular shooter or what's the one that got the most tweets about it? Like it takes to is genuinely just a good game with a good, interesting thing. And it's nice to see like a game that forces you to play co-op to win it instead Mm. of just like, it's another single person, tragic thing like storyline type thing winning it again i did it. It, it, it's really interesting that it one
2: it's nice that it's also quite an accessible game because like you know if you bought if one person bought the game you could have like a friend pass for the person you want to play it with and also because of like the friendly nature of the game a lot of people just playing it with their partners or people who weren't normally they wouldn't normally play a game or choose to buy a game but they didn't have to because you just got a friend pass from etc uh, but that, but that was against like Resident Evil Village, which got our tweets. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, which to me would have been the only other potential yeah. one because of how next gen it really is as a release title, the technology and and all that involved in in that game itself was, you know, I I don't have a PS Five or anything, but that game was pretty outstanding technologically.
1: Yeah, that um, was, that was what I was rooting for, probably. Yeah, it was probably one of the two. Yeah. I think there were some good contenders this year, to be fair. It wasn't just like well, last year, where it was just the last of us.
2: No, yeah, like of course. This one has definitely been a lot better. Um, so I have no complaints, really, with any of the with the winners. I, I did like, and I will say, uh, I banged on a bit about Cana Bridge of Spirits throughout this year when it came out. And I did say I expected it to win... You know, an award this year at the game awards and it did, it won Best Indie Game, so I'm quite happy about that. And it also won Best Debut Indie Game. Um
1: I'm often to check which game this is, or recognise the name.
2: Yeah, you'll when you see the picture of the main character, you'll know uh, straight away. Did you see um the clip of them announcing the best mobile game? No. Oh no, my god. This um this woman comes on and she goes, and the winner of Best Mobile Game is Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> It was Genshin Impact, but she said Genshin, Genshin Impact. And so it's just, and the winner is Genshin Impact. And was like, what's that?
1: <laughs> the winner um, is Adele Dezim. <laughs> Bring it back. Was it John Travolta revealing the winner again? Or, uh, the winner no. is La 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 and me Moon Knight. <laughs> oh, no. Uh,
2: yeah, some other, good, um, some other good winners. But obviously, it was a good one this year. Uh, but let's talk about what uh, came out announcement-wise. For... I couldn't
1: believe it. I tuned in in the morning just to see the Sonic's two trailer. Yeah, and then I was absolutely blown away by how many trailers yeah. and like kind of the quality of the trailers as well. There's some pretty dope stuff they got. Like, yeah. yeah, there's at least one trailer that each of us is excited for.
2: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what what was you the, mo- the most excited about here? <laughs> Like <laughs> uh, I, what the? F- can we swear
0: on this podcast? You I just, uh, what the f- is going on in this trailer? <laughs> I have
1: no idea, but I can only get so erect. They were talking about Star Wars Eclipse, by the way. Yeah, yeah Like yeah, yeah. we are massive Star Wars fans. If you check, if you've listened to mine and Sam's podcast, yeah. you know
0: by how much we've talked about Star Wars, and we go. Deep on Star yeah, Wars, Yeah, deep, deep.
1: deep, real deep real on Star deep. Wars. So yeah.
0: watching this trailer and just having no idea, like I was like, because this is High Republic based, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so yeah. so, so see, you have to the, the older that. in a, so too long didn't to read High Republic takes place after the Old Republic, before the current. Se- yeah, <laughs> so before before the prequels, but after the Old Republic. I think
1: it's around 300 years before the prequels. Yeah. I think is how it is. So we see young Yoda in Coruscant. We saw that in the trailer. Mm -hmm. Uh, He is in the novels and the comic books and the upcoming shows for the High Republic. Yeah. Yeah. so this is our first look at anything in motion for the High Republic because yeah. all the other stuff has been
0: comic books and novels, right? So this oh, is really exciting. That's yeah, why yeah, yeah. it was. so... It's all the Star all Star Wars stuff now. Like like you saying comics and the big novels and stuff at the minute that the that they're putting out is all based on. Um, it's all based on High, High Republic. Republic. That's the that's their new era, right? Where the the I think the TV show, the Acolyte, that's coming out, is kind of based around that sort of just yeah, after it. Cinema.
1: Oh, yes, yeah, so the mm-hmm. main character from um she's done a lot of like YA movies at the moment. She's a pretty good actress, to be fair. Right. Um yes, yeah, so anyway, Ron Podcast. podcast.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, no, this looks really cool. Um, I, I'm still very skeptical that because it is just a purely like cinematic trailer. Yeah. And to me, it feels like what you get for a Diablo game. Okay, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, you I get see those what you big see. epic yeah. so yeah. although it seems really cool mm-hmm. and even if the trailer only touches upon half of the stuff that you see in the trailer, like those kinds of scenes and those kinds of um, w- w- vibes that you get, like the the towny stuff, and the, you get the stuff in Coruscant as well. Um, yeah. You see the you see like the C three PO looking from Phantom Menace droid and stuff in there. So even if it only touches upon half of all that, I think it's still going to be pretty good. Yeah, I
1: think it definitely got the mood right of yeah. what we're looking for from Star Wars. Like, it felt like a nice way to move the Star Wars games on from um, what was the latest one, the uh, Fallen, Fallen, Fallen Order. Uh, yeah. So it felt like that sort of like darker side of the universe, but still accessible and just mm. it it just it seemed to hit all the right notes. We got the right amount of Jedi in there. We got some Sith lords waking in. And it just, it looked really cool. And um, we were speaking about this before we started recording. It's from the guys that did um, Detroit being human and all that sort of stuff, yeah, isn't they? Union, So, yeah. And I read online, like on their website, what they described the game as being as. And it sounds it sounds kind of like Detroit, but I think it's going to, I don't think it's going to be like Detroit. Like it's all mostly dialogue stuff. Mm. I think it's going to have a lot of action. Yeah, here. yeah,
2: because it was quite a lot of action as well. And I think to Sam's point, it's it's very good to be, wary of how excited you get based on a cinematic trailer but because of how good detroit was visually mm-hmm. i think we will be able to be a little bit more rest assured that uh, at least we know visually as a game it's not going to disappoint
0: big star wars money behind it as well anyway yeah. so i mean
2: you maybe know. done in unreal engine 5
0: it definitely looked like unreal it, engine it 5 been. to me it also um
1: it's got LucasArts back involved, or Lu- whatever the new Lucas Games
0: branding oh, is. Okay. They're yeah, yeah. also working on it, so it's all under one ha- umbrella again. Yeah, and then the same same thing as what's going on with the Knights of Steel Republic remake, isn't it? So yeah, yeah. I think I
1: think we're on the right lines with it. Yeah, I am cautious, but with uh, they said we'll play as like loads of different characters. You can impact all of the stories, which will then impact all the different character stories. You can jump between characters, almost like. GTA 5-esque. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you can play as Jedi, Sith, smugglers and
0: stuff like that. So, right. Yeah, and it's cool because like what we had for Star Wars for ages was just Battlefront. And then mm. we had Squadrons for a bit. It was just mm. all like multiplayer, not really anything mega story-based like yeah. what we used to get. So it's nice that they're going back to, well, we had Fallen Order that was obviously very story-based, which was good and everyone really, really enjoyed it. Apart from you, Chris, because it played terribly on your Xbox for some reason. Um, oh like, my gosh. Yeah, yeah, it looked awful. Um, but um, you got that, you've got them going back to the things that really, like, and, and this is a trend I think, this year. Okay. This is a thing that's going on, is they are listening to the things that worked in the past. A lot of game developers now are listening to what people are wanting, Mm. and it's not necessarily that they want new things, they want the best of the older things. And that's why you get the remake of Knights of the Old Republic, that's why you're getting them doing something with a company like Quantic Dream, um, who do like your big single player narrative? Because let's face it, whenever there's a big good thing out, people are like, "Wouldn't it be sick if there was an RPG in that that world?" Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's yeah. it's nice to be listening to that mm-hmm. anyway.
2: Speaking of things, old things that were great that people want more of, Alan Wake Two was announced as well. Alan Wake Two
0: wasn't quite where I was going with that. But. No, <laughs> but but
2: a lot of people, I, I get why, yeah. A lot of people were huge fans of Alan Wake and wanted to see more, and we never got it. And uh, they announced now the Alan Wake Two.
1: I had a feeling this was coming because didn't they just yeah. remake or remaster Alan Wake? Uh,
2: not didn't, not like re- not or super did it get re-released, re-released or something uh, in maybe. the last two it's years possible, or something? It, I don't think it was that soon, but maybe it was. Maybe I'm wrong, but I,
1: I feel like I just remember. Or did we get like a hint of Alan Wake Two at E3? I thought this was the first we heard of it. I think, I'm sure at E3, or did they just put it onto backwards compatibility or something?
2: I think it might have just gone back, Pat. Yeah, I
1: remember there being something about Alan Wake 1. Right. At the Xbox conference at E3, I'm pretty sure. So I saw this one come in, but this is hype. I've never seen Alan Wake fan base as hype as they are right now. No.
2: and it's going to be survival horror, so that'll be interesting. Good, New a good genre. as well. It's not just a dark forest. No, very good. <laughs> uh, speaking of forests, Sonic is going to now be in the forest himself in Sonic Frontiers, <laughs> um, the open world Sonic or something. Is this what is this what it is? Uh, open open zone inspired is the quote here.
1: Uh, what did so- I call it in the chat? As soon as I saw the trailers, I think I was like, oh, I don't remember Sonic Frontier breath of the wild yeah. or something i mean anything uh, that has... I, I said something much more witty in the chat when i had more time to think <laughs> <Yeah>. about it <laughs>
2: anything open world now can be compared to breath of the wild i think so it
0: really did look like it though like the environment mm. looked exactly yeah. the same
2: so that'll be interesting late 2022 for that one
0: what's your uh favorite thing that came out of the game
2: world richard um that's a good question
0: you got quite a bit there was the there was a cgi trailer for wonder woman um, uh, game coming out from the people that made shadow of mordor it, yeah same yeah same developers as shadow of mordor right uh, i see chris's reach i was asking richard what his favorite thing yes. is out of the game awards chris
1: i was just gonna add that um they have I actually haven't cast
0: wonder woman in yet
1: yet and there's a lot of people arguing about whether it should be gal gadot or susan Eisenberger, who used to voice
0: the animated version of her Ooh. Well, it's only literally a CGI trailer that we've got, yeah. and we got that for c- quite a couple of things in in the game Awards. But what was your? Yeah. I want I want to know what your as uh, the host you, of
2: this oh. podcast. What was your <laughs> favorite thing out of the game Awards? Um, so I before would I say, tell you mine was Space Marine two. Yeah, okay, yeah. Before you say that, and and you've spoiled it now, <laughs> uh, but. So a couple of things that I really liked was the um, the release date we finally got for Tunic. Has anybody heard of this Tunic game? It's um it's like an isometric top down three D Zelda slash Dark Soulsy difficulty type game with a fox with a sword and shield. And it's coming out now on March sixteenth. We've got a release date, and that looks very cute. And mm. uh, I'm looking forward to seeing it. It's going to be on xbox so i'm hoping maybe it's on game pass but yeah. also i liked uh the cuphead uh dlc uh, getting it So yes. i'm very happy to see some more cuphead because i did like cuphead a lot i played that quite a bit
0: you enjoyed smashing a controller against your wall yes it was uh, great with, difficulty
2: yes
1: it was one of the best co-op games I think I've played in a long time. Playing that split screen, well, not even split screen, same screen co-op. Same screen.
2: I don't oh. think I played it multiplayer, I just no, played it by so myself. Good. We'll play it, we'll play it. Okay, we'll give it a go. Gave what? me big Castle Crasher vibes when I uh, watched mm. Cuphead. I understand why,
0: yeah. yeah. well, a bit, a bit less bright and colourful and yep. weird.
1: Yeah, it's a lot grainier, isn't it? But mm-hmm. yeah, we've got the DLC coming out mm-hmm. and the trailer for the TV show came out a little while ago as well. There's a Netflix series. Oh, I love wait, that old animation. Series? Yeah, I love the old animation My style. God. That's why the DLC took so long because the character designers were moving on to the show and then went I back see. for the DLC.
2: I see. All right, Sam, go on. Give us the give us the round on. Down I on- can't
0: tell you how <laughs> big this deal is, right? Mm-hmm. Because as a Warhammer fan, no, specifically as a Warhammer 40k fan. Okay, all we've been gifted with in terms of games is utter bollocks. And that's right. what we've got time for. First. And that's it. That's no, it. Very good. No, I mean we recently we had Necromunda Hired Gun, which is pretty good. Yes. Right. But but Warhammer games just just, they just haven't been good. Like you get like not real turn based strategy games all the time. All the time. Yeah. And it's just not what anyone wants. It's like there was a golden age where it was like the original Dawn of War game, um that you and me played back in the day, Chris. There was the original Space Marine game, which was the the which the which we played back in the day, um, and all that was real, real sick um but like i say for whatever reason um games workshop just didn't didn't think about they they didn't go high end with any of the developers right so this is uh, focus interactive who oh, yeah. yeah who are, who are doing space marine 2 they didn't do the previous one because mm. um like i think it was THQ and and someone else who did um the original space marine game THQ did um uh Dawn of War but this is massive because there was literally nothing to hint out to this. The only thing that came out was that someone had purchased or someone had reserved the IP for it or bought the copyright for the name or whatever. Right. But... Um, it's massive it's huge and it's all that people wanted for ages everyone was like make Space Marine 2 make Space Marine 2 and it was just everyone in the Warhammer community everyone in the Warhammer
1: but uh, (laughs) man on the street was not demanding
0: no but I'll tell you what Henry Cavill's on Graham Norton talking about it now so so it's gonna be it's getting a it's getting a Netflix series In the future, yeah, he's getting an Eisenhorn Netflix series about Inquisitors and aliens and all that. And yeah, it is getting deep. So you can't actually really get away from it at the minute. It's getting more in your face than what it ever has done. Yeah,
1: um, I'll do what you did for me when I was gushing about Star Wars. Basically, this new one's the fighting against the tyrannids, aren't they? Instead of the Orcs in this one. And it looks kind of insane, that shot
0: where we actually saw gameplay First of, okay. of all, which is a plus. Which as a first look of a game to get your cinematic trailer and then they're like, Oh, we'll give you some shots of gameplay right at the end as well. Yeah. That was that was a nice touch.
1: There's literally like shots where they're getting swarmed by is it hormagons, the smaller ones? And like they're just chain swording through all of them. It's basically like Gears of War Space Marine skin. Yeah.
0: It, it be it's basically Gears of War meets dynasty warriors, meets um Something else that's a me space marines, yeah, because it's kind of that whole where you're like fighting hordes of stuff in it. Big,
1: big bulky soldier guys with a chainsaw and a shooter. It's basically Gears of War. It played the first one played a lot like Gears of War two, and that was it. It did slap.
0: It was pretty massive to have this unveiled at the Game Awards, though. Yes, for definitely. for it for yeah, it to yeah. get a spot at the Game Awards. Yeah, for for this where the last one was released like God knows how long ago. Um, But it's going to be pretty good and I know it's going to mean a lot for a lot of people that are into the hobby and everything as well. But it's also a great thing because it's putting it more on the map. And like I say, you you, you can't get away from it.
2: Yeah.
1: So moving on to another trailer that came out. Richard, what did you think about Knuckles' sexy voice?
2: Um, I actually missed the trailer, so I haven't watched it. Oh. <laughs> so I'm sorry. but uh, Why? What, what was about this? What so was...
1: this is the crossing of the streams of the two uh, podcasts. Yeah, they revealed the Sonic 2 trailer yes. at the Game Awards. They did. They had and... Jim
2: Carrey came on video. I saw that bit and then fell asleep. Just before Yeah, that, I he think came so. on and was just being crazy on yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he was
1: being Jim Carrey, which is yeah, all yeah. fine. Yeah. I actually really enjoyed the first Sonic movie. I wasn't expecting to like it as much as I did, and it was actually a really fun movie, and it was nice to see Jim Carrey in a role like that did again. Did you
2: see the Sonic movie, Sam? Yeah, I've seen the Sonic movie. I'm the only one who hasn't seen we the Sonic movie. We did Son- an episode <laughs>
1: about video game movies. Oh, Check yeah. Check that out. Okay. Um, so we ended up watching Sonic uh, for that.
2: Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, so...
1: It's... It's actually pretty damn good. And this one's like following straight on from that. At the end of that, Eggman, well, Dr. Robotnik gets like stranded in Yellow Hills and stuff like that. This is he a get, spoiler
2: for the movie, is spoilers. it? Spoilers. Oh my
1: God. Uh, it's been out for three years now. Ruined. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, he's coming back now as like Dr. Eggman. He, like, he's gone like kind of loco and he's okay, bringing yeah. back like the robot um, bugs and stuff like that. So right. this seems a lot more faithful to the games almost, and we're getting Ah. Tails and Knuckles in it. Yes. Knuckles has been introduced as an antagonist like he originally was as well, voiced by Idris Elba. So all the women online are going crazy about, like, Knuckles now being sexy because he's voiced by Idris Elba. Sam is, like... Thrusting it's is growing. I am, I am we love eyeballs, up. elbows on our podcast. Oh, okay. Right. Very did you have good. to Google Idris Elba? Yes, I did. But nah, it's fine. Yes, very <laughs> yes. good. Um, so yeah, I thought this trailer looked really good, you know. And the effects are good. They've not fucked up anybody's design. Tails has
0: got the original voice actress. I think she's back to voice him. I like how they're choosing to introduce Emeralds now properly into the...
2: Yeah, I'm surprised they hadn't done that, really. but
1: I think the first one they were playing very safe with it, they did Sonic in the Real World, which yeah. was very safe instead of trying to do a fully CGI Sonic movie and stuff like that, which I thought probably would have been the better idea, but somehow it worked. Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of James Marsden. I think he's quite bland at times. But right. he worked well. He was good quite funny with sonic and especially having a little hint of jim carrey i think jim carrey is going to be massive in this sequel
2: probably Who you, who's uh, who's chris pratt playing in this one that's the real question <laughs> I,
1: I believe he's you. voicing everybody
2: ah <laughs> um so just one of the funny thing uh, that was completely irrelevant um but so you know how uh player unknowns battlegrounds oh yeah uh, pu- public g pub g uh the it's going free to play and they've announced that at the game awards was it's it gonna... not
1: already free to play no
2: it, well it was in other regions of the world but was not here or i don't remember America. paying for pubg back in the day. yeah you definitely did <laughs> definitely did you played, but i don't PUBG, remember you it. definitely paid for it chris shit well it's going free to play uh, but it's now under the name pubg battlegrounds which doesn't really make much, much sense play or knowing the battlegrounds battlegrounds, battlegrounds. battlegrounds. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah uh, so that's happening uh, just thought that just thought that was <laughs> worth PUBG, 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 PUBG,
2: Biggie, Biggie, um, And that, that was pretty much, other than Forsaken, which is the other interesting... Does anyone even need to play
0: PUBG now? Like, you've got so many, you've got Warzone, you've yeah. got Fortnite. That's
2: the thing, because they were kind of one of the bigger original ones, they are trying to now compete again with Warzone by going free to play.
1: All the players who were playing PUBG now no. play Tarkov
2: literally yeah. yeah i mean
1: it's the, the it, pretty much the same game only yeah. yeah
2: yeah okay so that was the game awards uh, before we jump into halo i wanted to bring a couple of things co- what Can we
1: talk, we? he means story the, story, the campaign has, has campaign, launched campaign,
2: sam we, we got too we t-
1: hyped on multiplayer because that's did. all we're playing together
2: yeah we're gonna do a little a little
1: yeah we are we're but, holding hands holding joysticks
2: yeah <laughs> definitely but a couple of bits of news uh, just before we go back to Halo for a brief moment um, Sony have been a bit naughty this week and I wanted to get your opinion on this they have patented De- uh, Death Stranding's online path building features you know like that strand game mechanic thing where you do something in your world and then it will appear and affect someone else's world because it's kind of like an online connected game kind of thing. I think Dark Souls do that Uh, In some ways, yeah. I'm not sure what part of the patent's... Uh, Apparently it says the pattern refers to improving the first path based on a number of times the first path has been traversed by...
0: Because I thought all Death Stranding did was that you could leave notes for other players, like what you could do in Dark Souls. Because I watched Mm -hmm. a playthrough of Death Stranding and it was just that, oh, people would leave like notes and you could read the notes and people could put like, oh, be careful, something's going to go down or whatever. No,
2: apparently you can do like, you can put ladders up and then the ladders oh. will appear in someone else's game yeah, yeah. to sh- help
0: you get to that next... So it's a bit like Dark Souls, but you can physically impact, impact someone yeah, else's game, yeah, yeah. and
2: now they've patented that, essentially. So no one else is going to be able to do that without paying Sony a license. That yeah. concept.
1: Yeah, I think the, the bad thing is the fact that they've trademarked the concept of being able to impact other people's single so player Worlds, because <laughs> like, in theory, like if they just trademarked that one mechanic specifically for Death Stranding... The trademark in nothing, because nobody's yeah. ever going to use Death Stranding Ladders again. No, yeah, literally, yeah. <laughs> Whereas the fact that they're doing the concept of you can influence somebody's single-player game, that's yeah. the dodgy side of it.
2: Yeah, definitely. And I don't, I, don't, I don't know the specifics of the pattern. I just know that they did it this this week, and it's been a bit rubbish. And then the other bit of news was that IGN released a massive report on the workplace culture crunch and hiring practices within Bungie. And uh, basically the report is talking about how uh, it's seen employees met with 60 to a hundred hour work weeks, uh, toxic culture managers and team leaders reportedly regularly berating their employees um, and other things of such kind inside of Bungie. And that has caused a bit of a stir this week. Um, apparently, uh, the CEO, Pete Parson, came out and claimed that they're trying to create an improved work environment and that they did get some things wrong and ground change significantly slower, etc. But uh, the fact that IGN had to basically bring this to light, just what your your thoughts and opinions?
0: All you've got to do is see what Martin O'Donnell had to say about Bungie when he left.
2: Yeah, Brutal. it's true. It is, brutal. Martin O'Donnell was the guy who did all the music for yeah. uh, Halo and, and, and then for Destiny in the end, didn't he? Didn't he do work on Destiny? I'm
0: not too, not 100% Or
2: maybe sure. he ended up not doing Destiny for this reason. I'm not mm. sure. But anyway, he big. he's the guy who, that's why you know Halo music the way you do.
0: Yeah, look, Bungie ain't the same as what it used to be. Since, no. since about Halo, like yeah it. And and you know what? Like people had the problems with three four three when they took over the franchise because obviously they graced us with the uh, the the absolute <laughs> dung heap that was Halo Five Guardians. Yeah. To be honest, yeah. Um, but I mean, they also did give us Reach. It's true. They also gave us Halo Four, yeah. which was which weren't too bad. Yeah. Uh, and then how they've yeah they give us ODST or oh, do they... I'm not too sure. Maybe. I don't know whether ODST came out around the same time as Halo 3. I don't know whether it was a Halo 3 thing or a Halo Reach thing. But anyway, I mean, they've gave us Halo Infinite. Yeah. So, you know, it's so, like, at least they've gone, you know, not bad to them, better. Yeah, whereas yeah. Bungie's just gone, you know, yeah. a bit downhill, yeah, hasn't yeah, it?
2: yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: Um, I think it's a really bad, like, systemic issue inside of the game industry at the moment. Like, we're seeing it a lot, obviously all the things with Activision Blizzard, which I'm sure you guys have spoke ab nauseum about.
2: Weekly almost, yes.
1: Um, There was more stuff similar to what you've just been talking about with uh, Bungie came out... from Raven, who do most of the multiplayer sides of the, right. uh, they look after Warzone and stuff oh, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Their QA department, uh, most of the staff have gone on strike and stuff because they were being overworked, not getting paid nearly enough. No, nope. and they promised them all a restructure. They were all going to have more opportunities. There's going to be like new structures within their division. Pay rises for all of them to make up for the working hours, yep. and then they've just gone and sacked most of the team and not done any of the things that they promised them for the yep. last six months.
2: Yeah, and similar to that, this week as well, um, there's been a lot of like unionizing starting to build within the Activision Blizzard community, and um, I think I'm not sure who it was, but there was an, an email that went round the company basically being like, uh, you know, you guys don't want to you don't you guys don't want to do this union thing, guys, because if you do, you'll lose your you know, one-on-one benefits and negotiations and stuff. And the sentiment with that is basically that if someone is telling you, you don't need to unionize you probably do need to unionize <laughs> there's literally
1: <laughs> so, like the massive issues that was happening in yeah. like the 70s in america <laughs> yeah. and then like when all the mines were shutting down yeah. in the uk like we've seen this in every other industry <laughs> beforehand yeah and it's never gone well no. for it, for the workers or for the people in charge yeah. it's just not gone well for anybody yeah. and now we're just seeing probably the downfall of AAA studios in gaming probably
2: yeah so that's that's going on with there. Also, um, Dr. Disrespect has now officially launched his new AAA game studio. It's called Midnight Society. Ooh. It's got announced today, so we'll have to see what the hell they're working on. I bet it's a battle royale. It might be, and there might also be crypto stuff embedded in it, but we're not sure yet. NFTs? But hopefully not, because Ubisoft are getting wrecked by that right at the moment, but... um Dollar Cootie. Oh, yes. Zone War. Yes, yes. Let's talk about Halo. Are there any more buzzwords
1: that we can fit in in this one segment, oh, one like segment. NFTs and stuff like oh, that? Just um, to get the algorithm. Just to get it going. Yeah, buzz yeah, it yeah out. just to get the clicks. Uh, yes. Mark, Tesla. Mark
2: Zuckerberg. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Lizard. Sorry.
1: <laughs> Donald Trump. Is he still in the news? <laughs> uh, I, don't I had know. another interesting news story that, oh. like, but. Yeah? What? I completely forgot. Brilliant. Go back to what we were talking about a minute <laughs> uh,
2: ago. The, the, the crypto NFTs. Before, Before that, that uh, we were doing about uh, Ubisoft. We were uh, about it was when there was
1: a new studio opening, there was something else that was happening. Dr.
2: Disrespect. Disrespect. Uh,
1: Come on, I Chris. I not remember. Oh, no.
2: Halfway it was something
0: really interesting, okay. and I've lost it. Brilliant. <laughs> Speaking of things interesting, Halo Infinite Story. <laughs> yes.
2: We won't do any spoilers. Oh. <laughs> all right you can carry on carry on talking okay I'm, I'm, just, I'm just i'm just being your background oh thanks very much so yes the campaign launched after a six year delay and this is already very hard to talk over because it's too good uh, so we have the campaign to discuss it is an open world but with linear mission type stuff it's you guys are like children in this. i'm trying to like settle you down um
0: Sorry, there's, there's a lot more electric guitars and ambient stuff in Halo Infinite's music, isn't yeah. there? It's like...
2: Steve Vai and all that. Yeah, then...
0: lots of echoey, reverby yes. stuff, isn't there? So
2: I finished the game. I oh, finished it. It's fully no finished. No spoilers. I won't spoil it.
0: You'll be like Spider-Man keeping his finger over his lips saying... Shh. Don't,
2: don't spoil it. Um, but you are a little bit of the way through as well, Gustav? I
0: think... Yeah, because I remember getting up to where you were up to, you like know, you know when we end. when we last. We no, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, no, no, like uh, it doesn't give it away if I say the spire. Yeah, it's just okay. the name of a yeah, mission. Of course, it is. Yeah. Um, so I've just gone past that bit. Okay. So it's starting to get a little bit now, you know, you're opening up the rest of the map and you're like, you're having to go do a little bit yeah. of traversing. You got to mm. go, you know, you, you've you had your first couple of missions that are pretty much on rails and now yeah. it's like, okay, now you need to go across the map and do a couple of different things. Yeah. So as, that's where I'm up to. As
2: soon as it opens up, because like you said, it starts off quite linear. As soon as it opens up, you basically, you've got a couple of things under your belt already, uh, a couple of equipments. You've got, you know, you get led to your first kind of Open world. Oh, Chris has just realised what it was. He was going to say, "No, no, I've said it now. You have. To, we have to stop what we're doing. No, now we have to stop. You have to pass put, the mic over." Put the amount
0: of fingers up on your one hand of how oh. important it is. So out of five, oh, out of yeah, five, yeah. it's a three oh, out, it's out of a five. Solid <laughs> three. That's, that's a solid. <laughs> Can average of your until you Halo? Yeah, yeah. Carry on. Okay, very you good.
2: Even
0: need to mention it. I was just happy to
2: have
0: a three out of five. <laughs> a three out of five is the same as a six out of ten. So, oh, okay, very good. I
1: was just happy that the grey matter still worked. I was like, oh, good. yes, I've remembered what it was. I mean, he's was. holding
2: the mic now. I mean, no, we'll tease it. It'll, no, be at the end. No. We'll, it'll be the last one at the end. I'll tell you what, Halo Infinite makes a
0: completionist out of anybody, doesn't it? Like, I, yeah. I, I've really had oh, to start. god.
2: And I think part of that is obviously because you, currently you can't go back and do mission stuff. But there have been points where I've gotten to a part of the... Of the of a mission and it's gone. Okay, there's one thing here: two audio logs, a skull, and I'm like, right, skull. First of all, YouTube. Where is what room am I looking for? Oh yeah, yeah. For this skull.
0: Uh, well, I'll wait for our co-op run through to the skulls yeah, again. I
2: only did it a couple of times, but I know that by the time we're doing legendary co-op, we'll be then going for the skulls big time.
1: So. I don't know. I'm fifty 50-50. I love collectibles in the game, but like you said, it turns me into a completionist. Yeah, and I'm terrible for stuff like that. So I felt like I didn't enjoy the first couple of missions as much as I could have because I was literally just scouring every single corner to find scores and collectibles and stuff like that. Yeah, you were. And it, it really damaged the pacing of those missions. Yeah, yeah. So maybe yeah. if they left the collectibles to just the open world stuff, maybe. Do you
2: think it would have been interesting if, if the first playthrough of the game you weren't able to collect anything? Like maybe. But I mean, it kind of ruins the open world vibe, though, doesn't it? Yeah, because like, yeah, you, you
0: do that as you go along. Yeah. you know, you're unlocking your your FOBs. But and they whatever. really
2: don't make it obvious. They yeah. like really make like I did a couple of schools that were like, you'll never find it. You'll never stumble across this.
1: No, no, it's like the one on the very first mission. I almost found, but I was like, oh, there's there's not going to be anything up there. It's going to crush me if I go up on like conveyor belt. But no, that was where the first school was. Yeah, right. And I literally scoured every corner of it. Yeah. I think, but. I, I I love having collectibles in open world stuff, and the pacing of an open world game is however you take it. Yeah. So I don't mind that at all. It was just the fact that they added in collectibles into the main story missions that you can't go back and do. It made me feel like I've got to do them now. Yeah. And uh, because there's also talk about the multiplayer campaign might be different, I was like, Oh I might. really? Well, that's what Lawrence keeps telling us that the, oh my God, the right. multiplayer campaign might be different. So I was like, I need to get these now because what are the odds that I'm going to play this through single player again in the next? six months or something like that yeah. and i want to get the schools so that we can use the schools when we play multiplayer exactly. and stuff like that and just to make my own game fun like grunt birthday party makes every game of halo better yeah of course um, it does yeah. so like i was like oh i want to get these now to save me mm-hmm. after to start a new playthrough and get these schools again so the first like two missions just were a snail's pace for me. Like, I was talking to you, like, oh, I just found some mad new routes for speedrunners, but, like, no, it was entirely intentional. <laughs> but I only found them because I was going backwards through the map to try and find Finds. stalls and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, definitely. And the, and the open world part of Halo Infinite, you know, the physics and stuff within the open world makes so many, th- uh, like, physic-based sp- you know speed boosts and throw yourself off here and grapple this and explode a thing here and you go flying across all those things are now possible because of their open world design and i think they intentionally have left it that way so people can do crazy stuff like that like breath of the wild which was super like once people started figuring out like what you can do with the physics there with the different with the bomb and the and the abilities and all that stuff i think it's very same same as halo and i think a lot of people are going to be comparing bits of the open world to Breath of the Wild as the new standard. But um Yeah, I think I
0: think it kind of falls a little bit of the exploration and like the collectible like making sure you found everything, it kind of falls into that little bit of, um, I don't know if you've ever had it when you played Skyrim, but just where you end up like jumping up the side of a mountain, you just keep hammering your jump button. Yeah. I kind of feel like the the grapple shot kind of falls into that form. The amount of times like I've looked at the map and I've thought, oh, I can see a path that takes me up. I thought, no, I'm just going to go in a straight line and just any verticality, the grapple shot will get me through it. Yeah. It's funny that you're saying
1: that as well, because that's what everybody is complaining about, the new Warzone map, the fact that it's just mountain-runner simulator. Really?
0: Yeah. Right, right, yeah. Uh,
1: because it's just walking up the side of the mountain, because it was mm. in like Skyrim and stuff like that, and I feel like I can feel myself doing it already in Halo, because it's open-world, and there's so many like possible things, I'm going to do all of them yeah. before I do any of the story, and then I'm going to be so overpowered for the story. Right. And it's also... Am I ever going to finish the story? Because I'm too busy doing open world stuff. I never finished Fallout 4. You completed it. I played probably about four solid like days worth so i was like over a hundred hours into it and i think i did 10 percent of the main story oh and gosh. it had like four fully kitted out compounds and stuff like that yeah. so with this halo one i was like ah, oh, i don't want to jump into another main story mission i'm only going to play for about half an hour i played for an extra hour and a half that night it played to like 2 a.m because i was right. just like securing fobs and collectibles yeah
2: the thing with the fobs though is that um and these, for people who don't know about like the FOBs, it's basically like little bases you can secure by clearing out enemies. And once you've done that, you basically can now fast travel to that area. Yeah, and it you, also
0: shows more of the collectible stuff around the yeah, area. Yeah, and it shows more people yeah.
2: around the area and stuff. And you get access to a few Marines and stuff and vehicles. But the, the problem that I have with those fobs as an open world concept and things that are worth unlocking and stuff other than revealing more collectibles is that well with the grapple shot like you might just get a load of marines together and then you're like oh well it's actually just easier for me to just go up the side of this building this mountain here over the edge of these pillars and i'll be there so why would i now get a group of them in a warthog and then drive around the long path all the way up and i could? Be there in half the time by myself. Can I ask you,
0: have you done the thing of giving all those Marines a rocket launcher though and putting them all in a Razorback? I
2: have not. <laughs> <Is> that- <laughs> that's, a,
0: that's a pretty good sign if you haven't done that but, already.
2: But it's great that you've said that because that's one of the things that, you know, it's the difference between you wanting to play the game to beat the story, which is a very st- traditional Halo way of doing things. And you just want to enjoy the world that they've made, which is the open world concept, which is, you know, you want to just get in the vehicle with a bunch of Marines. You just want to drive around until someone flags up, oh, there's a there's a high value target over here. Maybe you want to go do that. That's the open world thing that they have tried to introduce. And the question really is whether they've achieved, you know, achieved that well enough. Because there's a balance to be struck between the open world stuff and the and the missions which are more linear and more you know, if you're if you're in a mission, you pretty much know you are because you're in a forerunner construct. You're surrounded by tunnels and and buildings and stuff. So
1: that was what I was going to ask you. Like, where did where was most of your enjoyment from this game? Was it from The story beats and the classic halo side of it or was it from the open world side of it like not without spoiling the story but like where was like your most enjoyment because if it is just loads of corridors that feels kind of like destiny S type thing and yet the benefit of halo is having these massive open landscapes Mm. even though it was very directional you would have your warthog missions and stuff wouldn't you yeah but like it was still grandiose Mm. Uh, where was your enjoyment then was it running through these tunnels and doing those missions like mm. was it the classic Halo stuff or was it the open world side
2: and my my uh, my enjoyment was from the story stuff um, but it is true that most of it is inside of buildings inside of corridors inside of you know there are parts of story which you are led round where you do have to go from here to here to here in the open world and you have to do certain objectives that are that is core story stuff you do have to do it outdoors and it does take you around the map um, but yeah the open like the of that. but the open world part of, of Infinite anyway is all one biome it's not yeah. like anything different throughout mm. so it does get to a point where when you're doing multiple of basically the same objective at that point you feel like you're going to the same place yeah. three times
0: isn't it weird how this game like it feels because it's interesting you say that it feels like the the main story is taking place inside of stuff Yeah, where the, the some of the Biggest parts of Halo Three, Halo Two that stick in my head are those bits like where you fight the big Scarab Walkers, and you're in this, oh, yeah, yeah. you're in this big little sandbox where you know there's a start and end to it, but mm-hmm. you've got this massive arena, a sandboxy kind of area that you're fighting, yeah, and. It, like i said, i don't think that feels the same in that that one element to halo that we we love anyway doesn't feel the same in infinite no because i think that they would struggle to do that in an open world environment yeah. because you're surrounding it with random events and whatever aren't you yeah and
2: but, and that that there are a couple of moments like it but not to the grandeur size nah, of the nah. stuff we're used to yeah um and like you said, yeah, fitting it in with all that random stuff—you'd have to essentially say you're at this part of the mission. Everything in this area is turned off. Yeah, you know, and and I don't think we get that really with Infinite, which is no, which yeah. is which is
0: fine because it, it's good. Right, the yeah. the campaign is good. It's the story's still good, good. still good. Um, and the the map itself and everything is is beautiful looking. And you're back on the ring, which is which is great.
2: Yeah, I would say one of the one of the downsides related to that within the campaign is that a lot of story beats are told to you, and you're not you're not visual, you're not seeing it.
0: But well, I think that's probably because of the weird kind of soft reboot it's done in terms of the story a little bit it's like it's picked and chose like oh all this stuff did happen but we're just going to focus on point A C and D yeah. Rather than every single little small detail that happened in Halo Five, yeah. So uh, I think it's probably part of that as well. That it's telling you a lot of the information because it wants you to focus on those parts of the story and yeah. not think too much about oh well what about this and what about that. It's like no no we're telling you what parts are important mm. because everything else is we you know this basically everything else is three four three knew that it wasn't a good idea.
2: I did feel like a lot of the story throughout was just very like, here's, here's what happened. Exposition. It's jokes. exposition stuff. And, so do you
1: guys, because you guys have played a lot more than me then. Yeah. Leading on from what you're saying there, do you feel like the story has suffered a little bit, but it's still good to think it's maybe suffered a bit trying to include the open world?
2: I'm going to say maybe not including the, not because of the open world, because I do feel like as soon as you get in a mission, it's like the open world stuff didn't even matter. Like FOBs don't matter to the story. Like you know, weapons you unlock don't really matter to the story. Like you know, you in in these constructs. But it's
1: it's do- the way you travel, the way you yeah uh, uh, experienced the story. Yeah, maybe.
2: most of the open world stuff is your A to B, and then you're in a you're in a mission, and the story stuff is unfolding throughout the mission. But, but there is still this exposition stuff getting handed off to you that you don't get to experience or haven't been able to visually watch. It's basically like. Conversations are happening between characters. You're not. You're just watching conversations happen, and the story's being told to you that way. And you're just like, "Oh, so that happened?" And you're like, "Yeah, well, that would have been cool to see."
1: It's a bit more of a fly on the wall experience, yeah. Then, as opposed to because, like, you're saying, Sam, all my favorite bits. Like, I loved the Halo Reach campaign, and that was like, I still remember flying those ships up to the Covenant ship, like George chucking you out of there as you're blowing up the Covenant ship as they're trying to drop a load of like. Uh, covenant on the on reach and stuff like that like these are the big moments that you experience but Mm. it sounds like you're saying that these things are happening but you you're not involved like you're not the one like picking up like the the bomb to destroy the thing and stuff
0: i think where where the story suffers i think it 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 isn't it's complicated yeah right and it relies on you knowing a lot about halo and not just Halo Master Chief. It relies you on knowing a lot about kind of Halo lore. It, it yeah. relies on you knowing kind of a bit about the Banished already, and yeah. who these people are, and Atria, and all that sort of stuff. It relies you on kind of already having to know that. So there's a like a lot of the stuff that I've read about the campaign when I've been just trying to like fact check it and get stuff straight in my head is like, oh, if you've read the Reach novel, it's like, well, I've never read it. I'm never yeah, going to read a Halo read novel them. in my life. No, no. Um, um, and also, if you've played Halo Wars, if you've played Halo Wars, it's like, well, you know, Halo Wars got a bad rap when it first came out, and yeah. it's like, well, you didn't never played that, yeah, of course. so it does rely on you knowing. You, know, you, I think, you get more out of it if you know all the rest of that.
2: Yeah, definitely.
0: But, but I, I still, I still think there are parts, like especially maybe the first, uh, let's say maybe twenty minutes of main story on the ring. Yeah when you've you've left the first area yeah. and you're back and there's all that sort of stuff going on yeah and it's like whoa okay there's a lot here there's there's a lot you you you've you're, you're calling back to other characters yeah and then something's happening and you're like but what what's that what's that what's just happened yeah like what yeah, what, yeah. What, what what is going on and please please try and make sense of this because we're we're calling back to some stuff here yeah. you know I, I, mean?
2: I had to literally watch Yeah, you know, i think we all did we went back and watched like the story so far before playing Halo Infinite and there was so much stuff in there that I was like I've played all of these mainline games I don't remember any of this happening at all in the campaign and now I just have to know that that's what happened and and yeah it's just it's just crazy that I feel like the story does suffer but I know that it's kind of it's supposed to be kind of the soft rebooty type mm-hmm. vibe and they also want to make it accessible enough to the Game Pass audience people who are just jumping in for the first time who didn't need to purchase it they just download it and play it um, I think that's something
1: as well that we've not mentioned, the fact that most people are playing this for free. Mm-hmm. Like, Well, not for free, you're paying for Game Pass, but yeah. most Game Pass players are paying Xbox Live anyway. It's like yeah. an extra pound a month, so it's pretty much free, isn't it? Yeah. So it's like, I've not paid... Sixty plus pounds worth for Game Pass because no. it's an extra one pound on top of my Xbox Live subscription. Yeah. So I'm pretty much playing this game for free. Yeah, like it's a very good point.
0: We should probably just quit our
1: bitching. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, we—I well, don't think any of us are bitching. But like, it, it's insane that this is a free experience that we're playing as well. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But I was going to say the same thing as you, Richard. Like, I've put. So many hours into Halo, probably as many nearly as many as I've put into Pokemon over the years, and I've been playing that that since I was like a kid, yeah since I can remember I've been playing Pokemon and like i've put probably that many hours into Halo playing Halo Three with you guys yeah. I have played through the Halo Three campaign probably about fifteen times I have played through reach about ten times, played through ODST multiple times like I've played every story except set for Halo Five more than once yeah um and I could not remember <laughs> a fucking bean going into this. Oh, go, go. Like, I can remember the story beats, but when it was just there, like, oh, this was the reason why um, the Arbiter was banished from the Covenant right. and this Yeah, and that, yeah, yeah. And all the other stuff, and I was like, the, the lore behind the Brutes, so I was like, who the fuck are the banished, and what have they got to do with anything? Yeah. <laughs> and it, I was, yeah. And, like, genuinely, like, just massive story beats. I couldn't remember any of Halo 5, except for blowing up the massive compound at the end, right. and Cortana left. Yeah. That was all that I could remember. And I was yeah. like, how have I wasted so much of my life on these games that I don't remember <laughs> no, no anything? anything yeah. the,
0: the Banished do really heavily rely on you playing Halo Wars. Like it, yeah. it was
1: Halo Wars 2 as well, wasn't it? Not Halo Wars the first one, wasn't uh.
0: it? It was a little bit of both. I, th- I think the Banished kind of got introduced partly through Halo Wars One. Right. See, because I played a lot of Halo Wars One, and I can remember that, <laughs> but it was mostly multiplayer that I was yeah. playing. The, the Banished are on the the cover of Halo Wars Two. Okay. And you've got you've got literally half the characters you see in Halo Infinite have got like full on cutscenes, character development, everything in Halo Wars Two. Yeah. At least, yeah.
2: I think they get enough. I think the Banished get enough of an explanation throughout the campaign. So I will I will say yeah. that you don't you don't leave going what the hell were they like you know but yeah it, you know i'm
1: only one mission in like like i i'm a newbie to halo infinite right, Sorry, yeah, mode yeah. i put a couple hours into it but i was doing a lot of open world stuff and like i yeah. said i was trying to find a fucking skull for most of that time yes um, so i've only played until the open world started yeah and that was enough to for the banish to be a serious antagonist for me that opening cut scene where chief gets shut down into space i was like okay i I didn't know the Banished existed, but these guys are serious and I don't mind it. Yeah. So, Although I don't know the deep lore, they still set it up enough, like you said, that they are still a serious antagonist.
2: I think that the best way to round up Infinite, kind of just from a story point of view, is probably that it's just, it's quite safe and they play it very safe. They make it accessible enough but give enough to, like, the hardcore fans to know all the lore. So
0: it's The Force Awakens, is that what you're saying? It
2: is, it is a bit Force certainly Awakens. It's a Rise of Skywalker, well, put it that way. It's certainly not. Well,
0: it kind of is a Rise of Skywalker because after Halo 5, it probably is a bit of a Rise of Skywalker. You know, it's going back, isn't it? Yeah. It's going back and being safe. I'm going to be honest... You yeah <laughs> yeah 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 in a way' it is, yeah I'm not it saying it's the same quality as rise of
2: sky no, no no but, but I'm saying say. it's
0: it's that thing you know you know it's going back and it's
2: yeah. being light like, oh, we' take the best person. i do think that um you know there's not that there are there are you know quote unquote twists that yeah, are i can imagine not yeah. that twisty, and there's a lot less impact in like the end of the game the the way the game wraps itself up is not as like a spectacle as you'd expect or are used to but i feel like there's enough in the game and you know it's halo infinite and they're talking about like you just mentioned earlier chris there might be multiplayer story stuff they might not they might make new story for this game not for another game they might you know they cut out Yeah, they talked about how they cut out quite a lot from the open world in particular just to get the game polished the way it was on time as it is. So that's why we only have one biome. We've spoken about this before, but maybe, you know, future expansions of Halo bring new story in different biomes. Maybe there's a desert place, and maybe there's a snowy place, and we end up there to continue this story now. I can see that also Mm. being the case, so... I think to kind of summarize, I think that
0: if we focusing on kind of the chief side of it, yeah, um, I think it does a great job of making the chief feel like a, an absolute tank and making yeah. him feel like he is just like a one man army. Yeah, I feel like we didn't really have that in Halo Four and Halo Five because mm-hmm. you had all the the other Spartans and stuff. So yeah. I think I think Halo Infinite, in a nutshell, has done a great job of putting Chief back in the limelight for the yeah. Halo
2: franchise. And he opened himself up a lot more as well yeah, as a character. Yeah, Some
0: of the emotional beats that you've got with Chief are absolutely yeah. stunning. Yeah. Like, really, really good. Like, the parts where, you know, the, the cutscenes do a great job of, like, you're in a room but then, it'll it'll darken the rest of the room behind the characters mm. and it'll it'll focus on them and then yeah. you'll have like flashback whatever whatever it's doing to build those those moments. Yeah. They're brilliant and I think that it's probably the best Master Chief stuff around him and his character development and where he's come from combat evolved through Halo 2, 3, 4 and 5 and his journey. Yeah and i think it's doing a great job of like reflecting on that and it yeah. makes you think about all those really deep parts of his story where you've got um halo 3 had the part with the the flood hive mind yeah, um, you've got some deep parts from Halo Two, mm-hmm. uh, and he's and you know what, and he's and he's tired, and he's coming to the point where you know he's he he knows that he, he basically you know, you've just got to go on with it, and that's the, and you get that that, mm-hmm. that insight to him, and yeah. I think that's probably what you're what you're getting out of Halo Infinite story. I think so.
2: Do you think that they're trying to pull a uh, a bungee on Bungee and make this an actual ten year game? Because that would be... uh,
0: Is this the real
1: destiny that we were promised?
2: Yes. But that's what I...
1: Halo Infinite.
2: Very good. Overall, though, I think fantastic. You know, it's getting the praise it deserves. And I can't wait to see some more updates and new things coming to it. I hope they expand on it more. And, uh, do you want that- to know, you know what else was a 10-year game? What else was a 10-year game? What, well, I'm a 40,000 Space Marine. Oh, my God, now I'm getting in second <laughs> sequel. That's Let's just take the mic away from yeah, Sam. Good, yeah. <laughs> anyway, thanks, guys, for uh, for for pulling a fast one with me and then getting do this done. Do you guys done.
0: give game score ratings? No. Oh, okay. But if I you give w- it nine Halo rings out of ten Halo rings. That's Chris, a lot of Halo rings. How many screaming grunts do you give it out of 20?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say for me at the moment it's 8 out of 10 but like I yeah. said I've not played that much of it
2: if I had to give it an out of 10 score give it an eight and a half out of 10 out of 10 what? 10 what? jackal shields out- a- okay <laughs> eight, 8 and a half jackal shields out of 10 jackal shields I'll
1: give it 8 out of 10 10- uh, using the grapple launcher with an energy sword
2: in multiplayer. Very good. Thanks. So that's
1: very satisfying.
2: <laughs> Thanks, guys, for dropping in and doing this episode with me uh, while Lawrence I've really under- enjoyed it. It has been a good time. I've enjoyed it quite a lot. It's been. Uh, quite long let's go play some magic um, if you guys like this episode if you're listening right now which you should be at this point you, you're not doing anything else if you're hearing my voice but um, you know, the best way to support the show is to tell someone else that also likes video games that you enjoyed this episode maybe send it to him other than that uh, have a great rest of your week we'll be back next week hopefully with Lawrence if he's moved in by now and we'll chat to you later bye 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 now oh
1: oh
2: I hope you've got to stop this recording (laughs)